Welcome to the Outer Bounders, season two, season two and a half, because our season two, there was like one episode, so this is season <laughs> two and a half, <laughs> but yeah. it will be a longer season two and a half, I think. So, um, yeah. How are you, Alejo? You're looking great. I'm good. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we're starting with the sun in Capricorn, so I think it's a sign that it's going to last longer, yes. True, that's a Saturn ruled sign, and yeah, I love Capricorn, so I think that's a great omen, it's true. How are you feeling about Saturn moving to Pisces? Um, a bit, um, to be honest, I'm a bit uneasy about it. What about, how, what about you? Well, I'm the Virgo here, and I'm not really uneasy, I have to say. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, one of the best things with the, with the Saturn transit is receiving rewards, right? So whatever hard work you've been doing for however lo how long you've been doing, there are some, like, um, rewards on the way. So I feel that this is what that Saturn in Pisces opposition, my Mercury and my Sun, will be bestowing me <laughs> with, like, rewards. Yeah. The MA, um, um, uh, what's it called? Um, in cultural astronomy and astrology. Yeah, no, but the graduation. So the graduation ah. is going to be when Saturn is opposing my Mercury and Sun. Ah, wow. Yes. Yeah. I just feel like this is definitely like a, a coronation <laughs> of all of the hard work I put into it. And like, it is. How brave. How great. Yeah. So I, I feel, I feel positive. I mean, we're also like Saturn moving from Saturn's realm as well, isn't it? Like the last four years, Saturn was in a Saturn ruled sign. Uh, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't usually follow the dignities. I'm quite against the idea of the, using the dignities, as you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not against it, but I'm like, I'm very cautious. I think it is a lot of cultural... Uh, pre-assumptions on the dignities. Uh, so I always am a bit kind of, as a Latin American, yeah. you know, I always have this view of astrology that it's a bit, yeah, yeah, it's expressing a culture from a certain moment and a certain period of time. Yeah. And so I'm always, I don't trust so much the dignities and the exaltations. I don't use, it, use them that, mu at, that much in, when I do natal astrology. However, I must confess that I'm a bit scared of Saturn going into Pisces. Yeah. I, you know, my Saturn is in uh, my Saturn is exalted in Libra, mm -hmm. yeah. and I always, even though I don't like the, I don't the like dignity. the dignities you and everything. Really proud of it. I'm very proud of my Saturn in Libra, <laughs> so I was like very happy that Saturn was in Capricorn and in Aquarius. I was like, yeah, this is the way it should be. Uh, yeah. And uh, now it's going to Pisces. I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Saturn and in Capricorn, and we had the pandemic. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't exactly like a. Um, you yeah, know, it's Saturn. true. But for Sorry. me, like for me as an individual, mm. since Saturn went into into Capricorn, a lot of good things started happening to me. Mm. Like yeah, to yeah. me, the passage through Saturn through Capricorn and Aquarius, both yeah. of them, it was something like very, very positive, very, very yeah. positive. No, you see, nice. That's what I'm saying. Some of Saturn transits are amazing for like rewarding and like bringing opportunities. Yes. And I love it as well. I mean, I, I personally didn't have a hard time with Saturn either in Capricorn or Aquarius. Um, it was a great, yeah, it was a great transit for me as well. I think it was harder for me when my Venus progressed over my natal Saturn. 
<laughs> that was harder. Which is supposed to be a moment of blessed and feeling pleasure yeah. and loving life and joyful life and loving yourself and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, it was harder. Venus, yeah. the progressive Venus on my Saturn, it was. But, you know, guess what? My Saturn's in the 12th. So I think it has a little resonance of that natal placement being a bit of a, a blind spot. In fact, do you notice the... Um, do you notice sometimes the lunar transit's activating some hard placements in your chart, and then you're like, hmm, I had a difficult yes. day that day. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yes, yes. Yeah. I also think it depends a lot on your chart, like where is the natal position of the... I had, I remember I have a friend, an astrologer friend from Argentina, he always telling me that, because I never had a difficult time with Saturn transits. I mean, of course, it's always a bit difficult, you always have to work and it requires effort, and commitment but i've never felt it like this is so bad yeah and when i was talking with him he said you have a very nice saturn in your chart i don't mm -hmm. like the idea of having a nice or an ugly saturn to be honest mm -hmm. but he was like and you could quite you can challenge that i have a saturn in libra but it's conjunct pluto mm -hmm. so it's yeah. like yeah i have a nice saturn or is it so nice i'm not sure i wouldn't <laughs> i'm not so sure but i don't like the idea of thinking that some placements are nice or ugly you know but he said something like that and yeah. you know, I, maybe I understand this idea that because yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, it's... I think it's the nature of a chart as well. Whereas, like, I know of somebody, for example, that has a really, really difficult times when there is a Saturn transit for them, and their chart is extremely Jupiterian. It's like mm. a Sag rising, Jupiter in Sagittarius. You know, Mars, Venus in Leo. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of like, let's have fun, let's have a good time. <laughs> And then when Saturn comes over their ascendant, or when it did come over their ascendant, or when it opposite their Leo planets, they had a really difficult time. And there's a lot of resistance. To yes, you. I like that idea much more. Mm, yeah. It's not that you have a nice or, or nice or... Yeah. It's like you, every, every chart has a focus, and that creates a shadow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe my chart is quite Capricornian. I have a lot of, I don't know. Exactly. So you already do the work anyway. So when Saturn comes along, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know life is about effort and working hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I really agree. So um, tell me, how have you been? We haven't spoken for a while. Have you been yeah. busy? Because I know you're being really busy. I have been super busy. Um, but there's something else I wanted to say about Saturn, but now it's slipped off oh, yeah. my mind. Huh. Mm, I don't know, uh, about Saturn, the idea of, I don't know, well, anyway, so... The Saturn in Pisces, maybe, because that's how the conversation all started. Now, the idea of reward, and I don't know, I don't know, it's okay. I mean, to me, Saturn is always a bit of a dual nature, but uh, there's always, yeah. like we were saying before, there's this idea of effort and reward at the same time, the idea of... You know, to make commitments requires to put... Ah, this is... I remember. You were saying that Saturn has been in, the, in his realm, like Capricorn and Aquarius, and the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. And what I wanted to say when you said that was that in the, like, in the Greek mythology, when you think about the ages of man, of men, uh, the golden age for the Greeks is this, the age where Kronos, who is kind of Saturn, uh, is in charge. Right. So for them, the golden age is the age of order, 
and kind of restriction you know so it's quite interesting like how 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 we approach this this uh, these different ideas right because mm-hmm. for them you know there, there was this idea of balance and order was the golden age mm-hmm. uh so it's interesting how how like i feel like ah it was a great years and you say well it was it was actually the pandemic yeah. which was a lot about restrictions right yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then now we're leaving the age of Zeus because Zeus took away, you know, he, he took over uh, Saturn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kronos. And now we're leaving the age of Zeus, which is the age of freedom, supposedly, and the age of um, the age of yeah, freedom and experiences and an expansion and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and this is the age we're living on. And, and for them, it was like it was not as good as the as the golden age right and i think it's interesting like in the pandemic like you were saying saturn was at home mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he could be he could be like this is my time i'm ruling again let's say and it was a time of uh, restrictions and difficulties and all of that so it makes a lot of sense yeah very much and again like the whole like natural tendency comes into play because you know, I told you, I recently found out I'm a highly sensitive person. So there's like a whole new area of uh, of knowledge for me of discovering as well and reading a lot of researches. So you listeners that um, are listening to us and you never heard of that. So highly sensitive people is apparently 20% of the world population that tends to um, um, process information very differently so it's like basically scientific your brain works differently it's not we're not talking about being an empath and a spiritual tendency and i'm not saying it's true or is wrong or is correct but this i am a virgo i love academic backed up information and so that backed up information and discover so there's a lot of different characteristics like from feeling emotions intensely to perceiving everything that's happening in the environment a lot more, uh, you know, in, a, in a, an enhanced and heightened way than, than most people are, um, from like having strong empathy as well for other people. There's like a lot of different characteristics, but one of them is that you get overwhelmed more often because if you can perceive everything that's happening in the environment all the time, you tend to get overwhelmed. So all of that to say, I found out on my HSP and I have to say during Saturn domain, uh, in Capricorn, when everything was restricted in the, you know, the whole like lockdown, I actually had a good time. And I mean, I don't mean like the pandemic was great. I don't mean I didn't feel sorry for um, a lot of people lo- losing their loved ones. And it was a horrible time. But because it was so quiet, <laughs> like people weren't going anywhere. There wasn't any traffic. There wasn't any noise. It's just, like, yeah. it was so restful. It was really yes. like, and now knowing the whole HSP like made so much sense. I was like, oh wow, that's why I kind of was able to relax, like you know, with the lack of um, stimulation. That's basically what it was. It's um, amazing. And have you found any astrological signatures, let's say, to that HSP? may be yes, that may be kind of prominent or? I would imagine that would have some kind of Neptunian vibes because Neptune dissolves boundaries and barriers so much like strong Neptune, strong Pisces, strong water in general, because you're like more um, uh, receptive. But um, but it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, it's so interesting because they found 20 percent of 
a lot of other species as well, like a hundred species, fish, monkeys, like a lot of other species also have 20% of highly sensitive. Wow. Um, and it, it, it apparently has something to do with evolution and like survival basically of the species. Cause we work like the sort of like, we perceive the smoke before everybody else. We smell the fruits like before everybody else, like, cause our senses are a lot more, oh. um, you know they're like sort of stronger more sensitive so we can like guide the pack and say hey i think there's fruit over there or like hey i think there's danger here <laughs> i think i'm the opposite of that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah but it can be really revealing i have to say when like it's like wow it's really changed so yeah i would imagine that a strong neptune i've got venus neptune square and um yeah, I don't know. I would imagine that something like that would be a kind of yeah. a signal. Definitely want to work with that a little bit more and find out. Yes. Um, you know, talk to more highly sensitive people and see what they have to say. But um, but if you are, and if you're listening to this, you're not alone. <laughs> and um, you, you have, you know, the license to be yourself and to rest as much as you need. Um, <laughs> and um, what... What um what are your thoughts on the Pluto entering Aquarius as well? How are you feeling about that? Well, I saw your talk uh, on Rod Channels uh, on Rod School Rod Chang's School Academy of mm-hmm. Academy of Astrology. It was a wonderful talk, actually. If you have not seen it, I think you should contact Academy of Astrology to see if you you can see it. Uh, I, I was very um, it was very interesting the themes that you came up with. Mm. Artificial intelligence. It's a bit. Uh, I'm both attracted and scared of it yeah i think it's make it it's gonna make a huge change mm-hmm. um and i'm working on it because on the 14th i have to do my presentation on pluto in aquarius so i'm still mm-hmm. researching a bit on it my my take is this idea of what is the price to pay in order to achieve freedom which is like the aquarius theme theme right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whether if we're going to be blinded by this desire for freedom mm-hmm. or not, because freedom is a dangerous concept, I think it's not, it's very romanticized. And yeah. it's not when you want to ground it and to make it real. Yeah, it's not uh, in one thing is in an abstract thought. And yeah. the other thing is like in reality, how what does it mean? How do you apply this concept to reality? Freedom. Um, so, yeah. Freedom to who to do what at the expense of who is always yeah. yeah. There's never total freedom, I think. You know, we dream with this idea of total freedom, but there's never total freedom. So when we fight for freedom, we don't yeah. know that we're actually fighting also for some form of restriction because there's never total freedom. But we are we're blinded only in looking at the freedom. So we don't see that we're actually also applying this restrictive rules which is not necessarily bad i mean we need rules and regulations maybe i think i think we do but maybe we can challenge that but i think we need them so it's not necessarily bad but i think the problem is when it becomes uh, unconscious and with pluto a lot of things are hidden a lot of things become unconscious Um, because pluto is so intense and it takes things to black and white it may be very hard to see it so kind of this is my my thought like how is it going to be played out Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking for the moment. Yeah. Is it going to be any particular um, personal transit that that Pluton Aquarius will pick it up for you? I feel personal transit is always like a clue on your personal role 
in the collective. Um, it is going to pick up, of course, yeah. uh, but not right now, in a few years. It's going yeah. to pick up a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 Just like Saturn picked up a lot of stuff, Pluto yeah. is going to pick up a lot of stuff. And Uranus is still picking up a lot of stuff, so wish me luck. <laughs> so you're definitely a piece of the collective there. So you're definitely going to be speaking up for some of these changes. And if I survive it. <laughs> <laughs> having a role as well in the collective. Yeah, I mean, that Pluto is going to pick up my IC as well. And I'm like, wow, what's going to happen there? When do you have you checked when exactly? It's gonna take a few years, I think. A few years, okay. Yeah, it's gonna take a few, like at least I don't know, maybe not ten, maybe ten years, a little less than ten years. Yeah, but, because um, it stay there for like twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be but, long. Um, I was really wondering, and and in fact, I did have Neptune on my IC. I I've had um, Uranus on my IC as well. I've had some of the big ones in my IC already. So I'm like, okay, last one for the collection. <laughs> <laughs> all the big planets coming. All of the friendly foes, they all have to come to home, to the IC. <laughs> They're all invited home. Yeah. You're all welcome. Yes. You're going to have to show me what they mean, you know, what, what are they about um, in that area? I love you to know use... something? Sorry, yes. Yeah. No, I just love to use this personal transit in this way, like a scientist. Like, mm, okay, so that's what it means in this place, you know? There's always a little bit of a detachment or disengagement. There's a little bit of me that disengaged with the with the experience and look at it from the perspective of an astrologer, like, ah, so that's what he means. <laughs> and then another ninety percent of me is like kicking, screaming, and crying on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I think mine is like ninety-nine percent screaming and crying and only one percent oh that's what it means <laughs> maybe after it's passed i'm like ah that's what it meant i mean maybe yeah. not screaming and crying i am more like i try to be more like saturnian yes you're welcome you're welcome let, let's do the work yeah i think i am saturnian in that sense like i'm like okay let me learn what's yeah. the work i have to do here I, I i do have this approach like actually with my therapist the other day we were talking about that because the last two sessions I felt like I didn't go to any deep place. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, the, the previous two sessions, so then the last session, which was yesterday, I was talking with her like, I'm frustrated because I'm not working anymore. Like, like as an, as an analyst, as a, how do you say, not the analyst, the other, like the client. I don't like the word no, client. Analysis. Like, yeah, yes, analysis. exactly. Uh, I was like, I feel frustrated because I'm not doing the work. And she was like, come on, Alejandro, it's okay if you have two sessions that are a bit more <laughs> lighthearted. It's okay. It's part of the process. And I was like, so frustrated. I'm not doing the work. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's part of doing the work also, being a little bit chill. It's part also of doing the work. There are breaks in between, isn't it? Definitely. That's the turning nature there, for sure. That's yes. amazing, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you have any so, nice plans for holiday? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Barcelona for Christmas to visit my goddaughter. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And then I come back to Greece. Are you going to stay in Sao Paulo? Are you going to, are you, now you're in Sao Paulo, right? Yeah. Are you planning to stay there for a long time? I'm, going, I'm coming back in March. So I'm definitely, um, I'm still like following my idea of staying six months in okay. Brazil and then six months out in the world. 
<laughs> Have you relocated your chart to the place where you're going? Good point, actually. Um, I have. I remember I relocated my chart to Greece when I was in Greece. Ah. And, um, and I felt that was a good chart for writing my dissertation, which was the point of like doing it. But I had Jupiter on my rising. I mm. think when I, when I relocated to Greece, I had Jupiter rising. So I thought it was a good placement because Jupiter is trying my Mercury in Italy. And I was like, okay, mm. that is going to be very intense in my ascendant there. And it worked. It did work, yeah. It did work. I did a lot of work there. <laughs> Very good. I've never, like, you know, have this very Uranian nature. You know, like, I love Saturn as well, but I think I have a very strong Uranian nature. And um, I never wrote that, I never wrote something for that long. It was such a, like, to write the same thing for, like, six months, wow. <laughs> yeah i have to start i'm so late i have to start yeah did you yeah. choose your topic already did you choose anything? i have my topic but i don't have it well structured i think now i came up with an idea actually i have to go back nice. to the forum yeah nice yeah no, I yeah what you're saying i relocated my chart to greece this is what i why i asked you and uh in greece i get taurus rising you know, at first I was like, it's so nice. It's a pleasant kind of life. Yeah. But now everything becomes so slow for me. <laughs> so slow. And you know when you're saying like, when you have a transit, you go like, ah, so this is what it means. Yeah. So like every time I get angry, because I get angry a lot, because everything <laughs> is, like I feel everything is so slow and so no. You know, Taurus is a, an earth sign. And one of the words I always used was the idea of being pragmatic. And I'm starting to question that, at least when it's on the ascendant. I don't think it's so pragmatic. I think it's so slow. Like, like yeah. everything takes everything. I feel like everything is not efficient enough. So that's why it takes so long. So I'm going mm -hmm. crazy. And <laughs> the other day, the other day, I was arguing with it because as you can see, my living room, I only have the couch because oh, wow. I love the color. Though. The, ah, the, thank you. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I painted the walls. Nice. Just a note. <laughs> uh, so I was waiting for the furniture to arrive, which was supposed mm -hmm. to arrive on the 9th of December and still waiting for some mm -hmm. of the furniture. And today I called and they promised it's going to come here tomorrow. Let's see if it's true. Wow. Uh, I was so angry. And at some point I got this blink of an insight. And I was like, this is what people with Taurus rising feel all the time. <laughs> As Taurus rising come out into the world really slow. And I was like, how do they how do they cope with this? How how now I understand. How can they cope with this? Probably if it's in your natal chart, you got used to do to this. Yeah. Because it's not I in think, my natal chart. Yeah, yeah, I think in your natal chart you just uh, is the is your style of coming out into the world, isn't it? They need more time. They're a little slower. They need more time to make decisions, or or they enjoy yeah. things a bit slower. Whereas in your case, it's like your your relocated chart, and that translated in like how everything it's there. Me, it's crazy. I'm so used to things being so dynamic, and it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting what you say about enjoyment because my friends from here. 
They're telling me, come on, Alejo, you're moving to your home. You should enjoy the process. They'll go slowly. I'm like, what? You want me to go even more slow? You know, yeah. you want me to be slower than this? What? No, no way. I think it's that's just your strong Saturn there being like, no, that's not efficient. <laughs> It's not efficient. <laughs> it's so no efficient. Sometimes I, I think something that's so no efficient and I go crazy. Yeah. Do you usually pick a do you usually relocate your chart to decide where you're going for holidays? No. Done that before. Be, no? You've done it? No, as well. I mean, I did look, I was like, okay, what about Greece? If I go to Greece to write my dissertation, and then I had a little relocation and, and I had a little look at it. But um I don't think I've ever to be honest, I think there is an intuition, right? Like, it's like, I feel really drawn to this place. And then when you do the relocation, you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I think so too. It's like when you meet somebody. Yeah. So I'm single now. So when I meet, when I go on dates and stuff, uh, people ask me to see their charts. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but most of the time when they're laying around a social, like, can you see my chart? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to see your chart. I mean, if intuitively something is happening here let's yeah. see how it develops before trying to organize it and to you know right, to structure right. it like what's happening yeah because it's like if you if you're sometimes it happens also when people ask you for relationship charts and stuff like that right and it's like i mean if you were and they, i had once a client that was telling me do you think we're meant to be and i'm like mm -hmm. what's the come what's that question what does that even if mean? you're together <laughs> it means there's something there is an attraction there is something that's happening that you you were called to each other to to to, to be learn. part of whatever you are doing, you know, whatever you are becoming. So it's like, yeah. come on, what is the yeah. question? Well, uh, I think with places it's kind of similar. But I have looked, like you're saying, like like backwards. Like I remember once I was in a place in Argentina called Capilla del Monte, mm -hmm. which is a very interesting place because every time I go there, something, you know, it's a place where important things happen to me important mm -hmm. changes happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't relocate the chart, but I look at the, the last time I was there, it was when, when it was like finally decided that I had to stop being a flight attendant to become full-time astrologer because I was doing both for a while. And the full stop came because something happened when I was there. I'm not going to tell the whole story now. And so I was with a friend and I was curious and we said, let's look at the astrocartography. And mm -hmm. my Pluto line goes exactly over that city. Right. It's amazing. Is the Pluto on an angle? Or like, what do you mean by the Pluto line? It becomes, it, Pluto becomes on an angle, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I have a Pluto angle in Russia. And I've always felt really scared of going to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. No, I mean, for me, it was a, it was... All of these things were intense, of course, and they were quite, um, they were intense. Uh, sorry? Transformative. Transformative. I mean, and they were stressful. I'm, I'm not going to say it was easy. They were stressful. They were very stressful, very like energy drain, dra draining. Mm -hmm. But the result has been excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't think I've been to places where I had at least like outer planets in angles like that. Um, I had moon on the descendant when I went to Thailand. 
and that was really nice actually. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it must have been moving, nice. Moving, yeah, moving Libra on the descent and everyone was so nice to me. And at the time I was playing ukulele. I mean, I haven't played ukulele for ages, but I learned how to play ukulele. So I could play ukulele while I was traveling. And it was just like hitchhiking travel I did. So I went all the way from, um, that's when Pluto was square my moon actually, by the way. And I did a whole hitchhiking trip from Amsterdam to Istanbul with a friend. And then from there we flew to Thailand and I was there for three months, like learning yoga and doing, you know, some Pluto moon detox, transformative things. And um, everyone was so nice about my ukulele playing. <laughs> everyone was like, oh my God, you're so nice. You sound so nice and blah, blah, blah. Um, my partner, who is a guy, a musician, I, I was just about to say a kind of musician because he's a rapper and it's like, he's not a musician, he's a kind ah. of <laughs> Be careful, come on, you can end the hatred of so many people if you... <laughs> I know, exactly. Gonna, gonna, we could do we could do a podcast on is should we consider this or not controversial topic <laughs> yeah exactly it's very controversial and i mean he laughs about it you know he's a double gemini he laughs about it he doesn't get offended but he points out you know i don't consider <laughs> <music>. <laughs> but i do now he's teaching me i'm learning i swear i do consider rap music as well but um anyways he he's a musician and he always says that i'm not a good singer <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you take revenge and you say you're not a real musician you're just a rapper you're not really into the category of music <laughs> exactly. yeah well you don't sound very well when you're singing and i was like god in thailand everyone loved my singing <laughs> and that's the moon descend interesting morning libra everyone was a people pleaser to me everyone was like oh wow you're so good nice <laughs> so, nice it's amazing though I didn't choose there because of that. So I think you're right when you compare with the relationships. There's a kind of a natural, because it's the same. I mean, you're saying, I love this very Saturnian side of yours that can hold back from casting the chat of someone you're dating. I mean, this is <laughs> I've never been able to do that. Really? Oh my God. No, I, 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 I just, and they start telling me things. They, because here in Greece, they usually know the, the, yeah, a lot of people know the sure. charts, maybe not the whole chart, but definitely the sun and the ascendant they know. And some people yeah. they know even more. So they start telling me, I'm like, stop, stop. Don't tell me. <laughs> and the other day we were with some friends actually. And yeah. it was a one, uh, there was a guy who was the boyfriend of one of my friends. Yeah. And he, he started saying, ah, well, I have my chart here in this app. And he, I was like, ah, oh, okay. And he started saying, I have this and I have this and that and that. And my friend said, Anyway, he cannot figure out what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, I can actually. I have just, I have now have made a complete psychological profile of this person <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and I'm going to see this with my own chair, like where we can like jam together or not. Exactly. I mean, when I was going out on dates, you know, I haven't been on dates for ages. But like when I was going out on dates, I was going out, I used to go out. I never done like apps and like online dating. I never worked for me. I don't have a lot of Aquarius in my chart, but um, I used to go to bars and meet people there, meet guys there. And like one of the first things is like their their charts because I was so curious to see like ah because I'm like picking up on something. You know, I remember 
there was a guy, you know, and it's like one night stands I'm talking about here. Like yeah, I had no yeah, interest knowing if we're going to be together for a long time. I just wanted to see why I was feeling the way I was feeling with that person in that moment. And I remember one night stand and no, I don't even know his name now, but I remember that his Mercury was conquered my moon. <laughs> and you I remember his job, but not his name. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, you know, this is ages ago. This is like before my Saturn return. It was like, I was living in London. The whole night chatting and you were happy. He was there. <laughs> it's Mercury of my moon. It was so good to talk, like the communicate, <laughs> like it felt so natural. <laughs> I mean, for one night stands, I would look at their Mars and their Venus. Yeah. Yes, well, to see how it's going to play it out with mine. Yes, that's true. But it depends as well. Like, I mean, they're chat rulers and how that, you know, because sometimes that's that's the thing. What I loved about that experiment, because it was like an experiment, the whole like having one night stands was an experiment for me. And using the astrology as well to understand it further was like a massive experiment as well. And I've learned so much astrology. So you out there listening to us as well. If you want to learn astrology and you're single, this is a great way. My advice is don't do it. It's going to bring problems in the long term. Yes. Also, you know, when astrologers are dating non-astrologers and suddenly they start using astrology. Yeah. They go well, like, ah, this is typical of you. You know, you're a moon Scorpio trying to manipulate. Yeah. Like, well, don't do that. Don't do that. And the worst thing is that if you stay with a person long enough, yeah. they are going to learn astrology and they're going to fight back. <laughs> <laughs> so when that happens, you feel like, what? You're using your my magic against me out there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, my partners, though, they still don't know. They never really knew much. They would say things like, um i've got um was it i got i got like they would mix it i got venus on on no they would like mix things like i got scorpio and gemini and it's like yeah they do yes <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah i mean it, it was interesting though it was really interesting i think it's it's a little bit like the the, the countries um like yeah, I, I mean, anyway, it's true that. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm very drawn there, and I've got amazing lines there. You know, it's like ah, mm. that's why I feel so drawn to go there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then I was gonna say, like, even if you look at the charts of your dates, it's true that then you never know how this charts being played out. Yeah. Mm. Like sometimes you see these aspects that you think are gonna be so hard and the person actually learned to cope with them and they're so creative in the way they express them. Yeah. So you never really you never really know. I mean we get an idea, but it's always a hypothesis. Until we meet the person, we cannot never know. We can never know because we react, right? We react to our chart. We yeah. don't just play it out, we react. Yeah, and we also like we evolve with it as well like we, yeah, grow, exactly. we do things and also like we just mentioned about the moon like when i asked you about the moon activating certain difficult placements in your chart and you have a bad day <laughs> or like exactly your, yes exactly like, i had an example of that recently like moon crossing my my saturn and my 12 in scorpio and i had a shit day like i you know we went to complain about the phone like the phone company they're terrible and it was a real like difficult day because they were so the customer service was so bad <laughs> and it triggered me massively, like emotionally. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I having such a, why am I so triggered? 
so even when we do personal work there's always a moment you know we're like didn't sleep well or we didn't eat enough or you know and we're feeling depleted yeah, of course come on badly to something we're yeah. humans yeah exactly yeah yeah absolutely i agree that's the you know that's the thing that i mean started. i I think part of doing personal work is to be able to accept ourselves even when we are being yeah. not yeah. nice. Yeah, it's the self-awareness, isn't it? The more self-awareness yeah. you have, the more you can be like, wow, I'm super triggered right now. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm not going to You know, like what, what triggers you, you cannot really, like complexes, like in the, I'm bringing in my Jungian studies, complexes, you know, are like an independent part of the psyche. So you, they will never go away. They are there. It's like they are. It's like your, they are your pets. It's like the, you know, I have a friend who says, it's like the dumb cousin in your family. That you still have to meet. You still have to meet this person in Christmas, even though you hate this person and you would never spend time with them. You still have to meet them. They're still there. You're never gonna get rid of them because they are part of the family. So the complexes are something like that. You know, they are part of you. They are. So you will never get rid of them. All you can do is try to be aware. So when you see them coming and when you go to this Christmas party, like now it's, we're getting close to Christmas, actually, you are ready, you know, okay, I'll try, I'll try to be, yeah. you know. You recognize, isn't it? You recognize it. Yeah. So you, re yeah, maybe you can um, react differently to it because you're more aware, right? Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I want to know more about your studies, but I know that we're coming to the end of our sesh, no? We're yes, I think it's, um, yeah, we can talk more about it uh, next on the next session. Yeah. And how very, very exciting. We yeah. can mix it with astrology also, complexes and astrology. Yes. Yeah. Are you studying uh, Jungian psychology with in Spain or in where where are you studying? In Argentina. So I live in Greece, but I'm studying through the association in Argentina because in Greece there's no association yet. Right. So in order to do it, uh, I had to find the, an association. Uh, there is in Greece there is a group that is being formed to become the first association, oh, but okay. they have already started studying. Yeah. So I arrived too late. Yeah. And so I had to choose somewhere else to do it. And since I'm Argentinian, so I go to Argentina quite often. So part right. of the training is online and part of the training I have to go there. Nice. And, and I go to Argentina quite often. So I, yeah, it's, it's good. That's it's nice. Amazing. It's also, the group is very nice. Two of my friends who are also astrologers are also studying there. So it's like, I feel a bit like, <laughs> No, I, just, I feel like we are like Harry Potter, Hermione, and yeah. <laughs> what's the other name? The other guy? I didn't know the teacher uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know his name. But yeah, like oh, that's the really Harry Potter trio. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. That sounds really amazing. I definitely want to do it eventually as well. Sounds great. Okay, nice. So I think we're coming to the end. And as you guys could hear, this is our new season, new format. Um, and if you have any suggestions, any questions, any ideas that um, got sparked by our conversation and our catching up, please write to us, let us know, and we'll be happy to talk about it next week as well. Or is it next week? <laughs> yeah, we should do it. The... Are we going to do one each week? I think it's, it could be nice. Yes. 
Yeah, let's do one a week then. Nice. So we can talk about it next we'll week. We'll try to be Saturnians and yeah, to do once a week. In this highly Iranian and a highly Aquarian world, <laughs> we're trying to become <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Okay. Wonderful. It's been great to. All right. To yes. It's been great seeing you again. Yeah. Okay. See you next week, Daniel Leho. Take care. Take care, everyone. Hello. Hey, welcome. <laughs> to um, Out of Bounders podcast. Is it the Out of Bounders show? Yeah, we've changed the name so many times. I don't know now what's the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because we changed it to the moon, the moon cycle something, right? Yeah, it was a lunar something that you preferred. It was a moon. Um, yeah. I can't remember as well. But That's the Out of Bounders worked better. I think we should stick with that. Yeah.